It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Is Jimmy Garoppolo worth a first-round pick? One NFL executive seems to think the Washington Commanders may be at least willing to pay that price. And then we dive into some alumni drama with the organization, the Rams Super Bowl win, and more updates from around the world of the Washington Commanders right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. We are David Harrison, writer for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show. You can find that on the Team 980 Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time or anytime. Download it on the Odyssey app. We thank you for making this show your first listen of the day. Locked On Commanders is free and available on all platforms and on Twitter at DHarrison82 at Russellmania621 and at LO Commanders. Once again, we thank you for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen of the day. Chris, quarterback conversation never ceases to end when this team, with everything else that continues to go on, so does the quarterback conversation. And according to Ben Standing of The Athletic, Jimmy Garoppolo, a guy that Washington may be willing to not only go after, but pay a fairly hefty price for. Yeah, so... You know, look, you're going to hear all sorts of rumors, all sorts of reports, all sorts of guys that they're chasing. Let's just start with this. They're chasing everyone. They're chasing the best possible guy at the best possible price. Now, who they land up or end up with, David, you know, that's a, a totally different story. But it's very reasonable to think that they could end up with Jimmy Garoppolo. He's got one year left on his contract. Obviously, Trey Lance Uh, was traded up for and was drafted for a reason. Many people feel he's ready. Some people don't feel he's ready, including, oh, by the way, uh, Joe Montana uh, with the San Francisco 49ers. Now, is Jimmy Garoppolo truly available? Yes, I think he is at the right price, meaning San Francisco is not going to just give him away for nothing. So you mentioned Ben Standing and The Athletic. He has one executive saying that the commanders could – could justify sending their first-round pick to the Niners if they determine that none of the incoming quarterbacks, meaning in the draft, are worthy of the number 11 selection. Now, on Friday, Standig wrote another column, right? Again, Jimmy Garoppolo going into the final year of his deal, 24-ish million dollars left on the deal. He said another executive labeled Garoppolo a quote-unquote functional starter. And that same executive, quoting Standing, doesn't think Garoppolo is worth the 11th selection or, and this is the key thing for me, any first-round choice based on his skill set and injury history. So, you know, this is where we get into the weeds, right? How desperate are they going to be and who ultimately makes the decision on how they do this? David, if I asked you, is Jimmy Garoppolo worth the number 11 overall pick? I, I think that's I, I think that's a very different argument than is he worth a first-round pick 
Meaning, is there another way to achieve that if that's what the 49ers insist on? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He, he's absolutely not worth the number 11 overall pick. And, and to me, he's not worth the first round pick. Um, but, you know, the, the conversation that really has to be had is if is what is the mission in the building? Right. That's really the question here, Chris. We were talking about a little a little bit about this pre recording and, you know, we all have kind of feelings about the league and what should happen, what shouldn't happen and all this other stuff. But the reality of the world is Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew, all these guys, they're not operating in the world of shoulds. They're offering operating in the world of what is right. Is Ron Rivera, is this, this, this brain trust in a position where they can afford to have another seven win season? Are they in a position where they can afford to have two more seven win seasons or are they in a position inside the building where they need to produce a playoff caliber team and not even so much backing into the playoffs the way they did, uh, in the 2020 uh, NFL season, but become a legitimate playoff contending team. If they are, then that's when you see teams make moves that I would I would categorize as being a little bit more desperate. Because when I look at the Washington football team, and this goes back to before uh, I started, you know, covering covering this team on this show with you back in February of last year, I look at this football team as it stands with the quarterback situation in flux at about a six or a seven that has the ability of being about an eight or a nine, depending on the quarterback play. So if that's the case, so if the Washington, you know, if, if Washington was a seven or eight with Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think with Taylor Heineke, honestly, it was about a five or a six. And you had a really good stretch there where they were able to kind of minimize the mistakes that Heineke makes and win some games. But I think you're about a five or a six with Heineke. I think when you bring Jimmy Garoppolo on, you bring this team back to about a six or a seven. I don't think this team reaches eight with Jimmy Garoppolo. If this team reaches eight, it's going to be because this defense takes the step forward that we expected them to take last year, not because of what Jimmy Garoppolo does. And when I look at that measurement, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick makes you a better team last year if he stays healthy than Jimmy Garoppolo makes you moving forward. And I wouldn't spend a first-round pick to bring Ryan Fitzpatrick in. So why would I spend a first-round pick? To bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. If Washington makes a move like this, Chris, then I think it's because they're under the gun to produce a playoff caliber team right now. That's the only way you justify making a move like this. Well, and 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 that is a good point. Um, now, again, maybe somebody would say that's apples to apples or, or apples to oranges or whatever that saying is. I, I don't know. Um, to me, the reason why I wouldn't give certainly a number 11 overall pick, but I would maybe be willing to consider if you could trade down significantly in the first round, and we're talking 25 plus here, David, mm-hmm. is because I do think they're desperate. I do think that Jimmy Garoppolo would offer an upgrade from what they have, but they would also think, hey, if – he gives us that upgrade from what we had and just what you said, if the defense plays up to a level of expectation that we certainly expected to in year three with more help and you know talent, whatever, and more experience in the system, then we are going to go from seven to maybe not just nine. Maybe it's seven to 11 or seven to 10. And we as a team, not just the quarterback, we as a team get better and build this thing and take a giant step forward. That's how I think they're going to approach it. I don't mm-hmm. know that for sure, but I'd be stunned if Ron Rivera is sitting here saying, 
I have to have the quarterback that's going to get me to 11 or 12 wins by myself or by himself. I would I would very much doubt that he is approaching it that way. So that's why I kind of think that it will be a middle-of-the-road plan, less compensation out, a, an upgrade from what they have, and then, you know, again, hoping that the rest of the team around is built up enough and strong enough so that the quarterback doesn't have to win games by yeah. themselves. And look, and if that's the plan, then that's a solid plan. I still wouldn't invest in an 11th overall pick in that plan because basically what you're saying is you're looking to live on your defense and survive on your offense. That's that's basically how I, how I kind of read that situation. And if you're going to live on your defense, you should be investing those premium picks on your defense, not on your offense. But, you know, I will say this about Jimmy Garoppolo, just from what I know of him. And again, I told you, I, you know, I had a lot of conversations with Eric Crocker, one of the hosts of the Locked On 49ers podcast, when we were at the Senior Bowl about Jimmy G. Again, Jimmy's not a guy who's going to necessarily lose you games, but he's not a guy that can win you games. So you have to put him in a position to where you're going to win by other means, by either by having receivers, then get separation, get open, have a running game that can carry you and burn some clock and having a defense and keep opposing teams at least under 25 points per game, if not 22. Obviously, 20 is kind of the golden mark these days. So if you have those things or you're looking to build those things, then, yeah, bring in a quarterback like Jimmy G., makes a lot of sense i just i i would feel a lot better about this chris if the conversation we were having is uh you know like i said washington trading backs like say 25 somebody comes up they really like malik willis so they want to move up to 11 they grab him washington moves back to 25 then they trade 25 to to 49ers for jimmy garoppolo i'm a lot better there because in that trade back you're probably netting a third or a next year third or something in that process i'm okay i'm better with that or if this was you know the 49ers holding the 30th overall pick instead of having that go to Miami and then you trade 11, uh, you go back to 30 and you get Jimmy G, you know, as, as a net gain in that process. I'm okay with that because then you use that 30th pick on a safety, a corner, another pass rusher, a linebacker, whatever you need for your defense. So now you're bolstering your defense while bringing in a quarterback that's going to navigate the ship a little bit cleaner overall, you know, at the end of the day, just like last year with Ryan Fitzpatrick and with Taylor Heineke from that point forward, you know, we're not going to make these decisions. We're just going to judge them um, because that is what we get paid to do. And we've got a lot of time to judge these rumors, and then we'll have a lot of time to judge the moves. They do make, Chris, but something else that we uh, are, are, have already passed judgment on that doesn't need any more discussion is just how great Bet Online remains uh, and continues to be with sports betting because football might be over, but basketball is in full steam with both pro and college hoops ongoing. Uh, Christoph Porzingis coming to the nation's capital, Chris, that's going to, that's going to make some noise potentially. Maybe all the latest odds, totals, player performance props are going to be at betonline.net because they're the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right down to Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team 
every day. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen each and every day. Along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. We will get to our Super Bowl 56 reaction. And, of course, looking back a little bit on Sean McVay and friends and their time here in Washington. But first, David, why don't we hit the voicemail line? Been a little while since we've been able to work in one of these. Our buddy Hodgskins wants to weigh in on something interesting that has ruffled some feathers of some legends. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Hogskins. Um, I just wanted to ask you guys something about, um, did you guys hear about, well, that John Riggins, I guess, complaining about, you know, Dan Snyder and the team uh, making a commander jerseys with, uh, you know, like the Riggins commander jerseys. I guess he, you know, was upset and didn't want, you know, his name on that, you know, since he never played for the Commanders, I just I just heard about that um, this morning. So I don't know if you guys knew about that, and I just want to know what you guys think about that. And then other, you know, old Redskins greats having, you know, their um, name on the uh, back of, you know, the uh, Commander jerseys. I know I heard that Sean Taylor. I heard they have a Commanders <laughs> Sean Taylor. Jerseys. I, I mean, I think that's kind of messed up, but you know, I kind of wanted to know what you guys think about it, and, and like some of the other fans, because uh, that was pretty interesting. And also, uh, uh, with Dan Snyder, sound like he's really in uh, some big trouble this time. Man, I, you know, besides me, you know, I'm pretty sure most of the fans are hoping this guy has to sell the team. Please. <laughs> So you know, I'm definitely gonna you know keep a uh, lookout on on that what's going on with Snyder. So you know that would oh man that would make it so sweet man that guy what was a 20 21 22 years of misery with this guy owning the team. Please <laughs> anyway, all right, uh, fellas, you know I'll talk to you guys later. Okay, take care. All right, Hogskins, thank you, pal. We appreciate you as always, uh, David. We're gonna. If it's okay with you, we're going to take a small little break from Dan Snyder, and we'll get more back into that later on this week because there's a lot of stuff going on, and a lot of it's legal. And I, you know, I just want to be, yeah. you know, I, I don't want to beat anybody over the head with one particular thing. Even though, certainly, again, as we addressed on our first episode of this week, uh, on the Monday episode, certainly there are some encouraging signs for those that are in the get rid of Dan Snyder camp. Um, yeah. But one. Thing that I wanted to bring up, though, what Hogskins was talking about is, yeah, John Riggins was upset. He felt, in his words, disenfranchised mm-hmm. by the fact that they put his name on a commander's jersey. And I do know that in speaking to some alumni, David, they don't they didn't play for the Washington Commanders. Right. They played and they won Super Bowls for the Washington Redskins. Right. And I think that's what Rigo was getting at. I personally, you know, I've gotten to know John a little bit. I've done radio with him. Um, you know, he's got a hard edge to him, but I I personally have zero problem at all with John, you know, feeling frustrated or disappointed or not necessarily wanting to be marketed as a Washington commander. Do you? No, I, I do not. Absolutely. I mean, for one, I, I think every, every human being, uh, should kind of have some control or rights over how their likeness or their name or, or their legacy is being used, you know, in marketing and, and all those other things. Like you look at Joe Theismann, you know what I mean? He was 
front and center for this entire thing. So if they want to put his name on a jersey and sell it, he's probably all for it and he'll wear it and model it and and all those things. And that's fine. You know what I mean? For Joe, if that's what you want to if that's how you want to interact with it and that's what you want to do, then then by all means, you know, go for it. But, you know, I, I just kind of go back to uh, early, you know, last offseason, Chris, we we're talking about Jason Wright coming out and talking about how they uh, had make some more steps towards their alumni interactions and and all this other thing. And they wanted to be a franchise that really connected with the past and and represented their history. And they're not the only team. I know that the Rams have gone through some things like Eric Dickerson has had some issues with the Rams uh, since his post playing days and, and all those things. Um, but this is I mean, it's just one more bad move, man. And, and you try to you try to encapsulate them all's individual moves. But I mean. It's just like one thing after another. And and some of the stuff like you, you can't pin it all on Dan. You know what I mean? Like not all this stuff is Dan Snyder doing all this stuff. I mean, some of these decisions that are being made, I, I, I look at, you know, again, I cover the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. The Buccaneers have gone through two uniform changes uh, just in the time that I've been covering them. They don't sell a Derek Brooks jersey and they didn't sell an alarm clock Derek Brooks jersey. They don't sell a Derek Brooks jersey in the, in the uniform they wear now. And this uniform they wear now is actually really close to the one they wore back then anyway when Derek Brooks won the Super Bowl with with the Buccaneers. Rondé Barber, Warren Sapp, John Lynch. Like You don't see – if you see anybody walking around with those names and numbers on a jersey, a current Buccaneers jersey, it's because they were able to create it. You know, they have the custom jerseys on Fanatics and all that stuff. And that's one thing. But they don't just sell them because – I mean, if you're going to at least get permission, right? Like at least ask these guys, hey, do you mind if we put your name – and number on a current jersey, especially with the name change, like that's logo changes is kind of one thing, you know, like if the Broncos were to sell a modern logo Steve Atwater jersey, okay, at least you're still the Broncos. But, you know, if Steve came out and said, hey, you know, nobody said anything to me and I didn't approve this and I don't agree with this. I have a problem with that. Uh, so I agree, you know, uh, and then the Sean Taylor thing, man, I mean, I just the only thing I can hope is that behind the scenes they ask the family, you know what I mean? And hopefully some of that money is going to the family or, or going to some sort of foundation like if if they're straight up selling Sean Taylor jerseys under this commander's name and all that money is going, you know, into the pockets of the people that that it always goes to, that's that's gross, man. Like that's like with Riggins, like to me, like that's a faux pas. Like, okay, you stepped on it. You sh- you know, they they pulled the Riggins jersey down, so that's good at least. Learn your lesson. With Taylor, to me, that crosses the line into disgusting. Well, so I don't know if they got permission from right. That's what I'm saying. If they didn't do those steps, to me, that crosses into the line of disgust. I would imagine. I would imagine, yeah. especially after this faux pas, as you called it, that yeah. if they hadn't already reached out, that they did then quickly reach out. Yeah, because it's still up. It's still up on Fanatics. Right. I all know they've made a bunch of mistakes, just obviously regarding the Sean Taylor uh, jersey retirement and all that, and and number retirement. So. You know, who knows what exactly transpired here. And and obviously you'd have to lean towards they they screwed this up. Yeah. But I my guess would be that Pedro Taylor, Jackie Taylor, um, Sean's uh, daughter, mm-hmm. that they probably agreed and accepted. And I think you bring up a good point. I mean, you know, Jackie, um, you know, sh- like they started a foundation in honor right. of her dad. Right. So I would hope I would hope that some of the yeah. jersey sales or whatever would go towards that in honor of Sean. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know that for sure. I'm going to have to check with somebody on that, but I would hope that that was indeed the case. And if it was me, honestly, I would even, and again, there might be a rule that precludes it, but if there's not a rule that basically says you can't do it, I would put the foundation name on the jersey somewhere, like do a patch, put the foundation name on there, even in the advertisement of it, 
you know, X amount of proceeds from this jersey goes to mm-hmm. the foundation, like something like that. But yeah, I mean, you hope that with the Sean Taylor situation, that even if they didn't do ahead of time, at least after, like, you know, when Riggins comes out and says what he says, okay, you it's got to kind of open your eyes a little bit, and maybe hopefully you then go back and do your due diligence. But just it's just one more step, and I've been saying this: the quality assurance, quality control of this team is lacking in in somewhere, some way, shape, or form in a very serious manner. Like the 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 risk mitigation and the risk identification is 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 non-existent. Yeah, no doubt. All right, we're gonna um, have to push Super Bowl Fifty Six reaction. Um, because we want to be able to get everything that we had on our little menu here uh, in before the end of this show. We've got a lot going on, so you guys just stay with us, uh, and we will cover everything as we can. But first, David and I want to tell you that this episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast brought to you by Rock Auto. You guys know that there's a tons of tons of makes and models of cars, foreign, domestic, old, new, uh, whatever you want. And that means there's a lot of auto parts that go along with those individual cars, makes, and models. So what you want to do is go to a place that has everything and go to a place that's not going to rake you over the coals. They're going to give you fair business, fair price, fair service at the best prices and the best availability possible. You don't even need to go to one of those big auto parts superstores anymore. Nope. You go to rockauto.com. Why? They're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Again, their prices are reliably low for every customer, not just Jimmy the mechanic down the street who's going to get a volume discount while you have to pay full price. Nope, not at rockauto.com. So what David and I are asking you to do is go to rockauto.com right now. You see the parts available for your car or truck, no matter what the make or model is, right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need at Auto. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Wrapping up this episode of the Locked On Commanders Podcast, David Harrison, Chris Russell on Twitter at WrestleMania621, at DHarrison82, and at LO Commanders. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Chris, uh, Super Bowl 56 happened. The Los Angeles Rams come out with a 23-20 to 20 win over the Cincinnati Bengals. We finally get to talk about it because just so much other stuff happening around this franchise. As always, um, I've got my take on it. And Chris, I think when you look at the game as it was transpiring, I think if Odell Beckham Jr. doesn't go down the way that he does, I think the Rams probably come away with a more kind of secured victory. I don't think it's a blowout by any means, but I think it's just kind of a more secured victory for them down the stretch. Now Odell goes out of the game. The Bengals end up taking the lead. And now I think if Joe Burrow doesn't get hurt, because I don't think he just got rolled on and Owie had hurt and I'm limping off the field. I think he got injured, Chris. I think there's something that happened to his knee on that play. And you look at the the drive that happens after that injury, all of his quick passes, none of it's asking him to plant very hard on that back leg. 
nothing's nobody's asking him to do really anything of any great type of difficulty or, or quarterback uh, strength. I think he got injured, and I think if that doesn't happen, the Cincinnati Bengals win the Super Bowl. Um, possible. I mean, I can't say. All I know is good luck still beating Aaron Donald, who was an absolute maniac late yeah. in that game, and oh, really yeah. more than just late in the game, really throughout the second half, but especially on those final two plays. But to your point, there's no doubt we could find out, you know, at some point this week that he had an MCL or, or, or hopefully it's not an ACL like they fear uh-huh. with Odell Beckham for a second time. But David, I, I would say this, keep in mind that the Bengals were only really that close or in a position to win that game too, because they got a free seven points essentially. Oh yeah, they on did. On the ripped down face mask <laughs> that wasn't called at the start of the third quarter. Right. So, I no. mean, you know, the game could play out a lot of different ways. Here's what I know. The point that stood out to me is not that Sean McVay, you know, 36 years old, and, you know, and all these ex-Washington connections and guys that I've covered and got to know for a long time and I'm so happy for. The thing yeah. that jumped out to me, and I don't know if it did for you, Matthew Stafford, mm-hmm. Cooper Cup, mm-hmm. Aaron Donald, mm-hmm. specifically those three guys, but you could expand it more, Von Miller, what have you. The best players on the Los Angeles Rams – showed up when they absolutely had to show up and performed like champions. And you can have all the talent in the world. You can have all the depth. But if guys don't show up when they absolutely need to be the most critical uh, or the best at the most critical times, David, it doesn't do you any good to have that talent if it doesn't show up when you need it the most. Think of Carson Wentz with the Indianapolis Colts. A no-show, basically, in those last two games cost the Colts a playoff spot. What good is the quarterback if he doesn't show up in the final two games? Well, Matthew Stafford, who the Washington football team tried to trade for, showed up on a 15-play drive with Cooper Cup basically as his only option. And Cooper Cup, obviously, and Aaron Donald and Von Miller on the defensive side showed up in massive ways when the Rams needed them the most. And that doesn't happen for a lot of teams, and it certainly doesn't happen here. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? And that's, that's just, we go back to this quarterback conversation, right? That's there, there is, there's arm talent, there's strength, there's accuracy, there's all those things, but there is an intangible factor of being a leader that you can't coach. You can't teach. You can teach skills. You can teach somebody how to be a a more effective leader, but you're either a leader or you're not. And listen, there's, I had a leader in the army very late in my career that they used to preach through, uh, there's three things you have to be. If you're going to be, if you're a leader, there's three things you have to be. And, and I and it resonated with me very, very strongly. You have to be passionate, you have to be professional, and you have to be present. And if you're not present in the moment when your team needs you, you are not a leader. You may be in a leadership position, but you are not a leader if you are not those three things when your team needs you the most. Joe Burrow is those three things. Uh, Matthew Stafford is those three things. Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, on the field, Deshaun Watson is those three things, okay? Um and and we're gonna go full circle. Taylor Heineke is not those things, and you know, and so far Jimmy Garoppolo is not those things either. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's I, I mean, listen, it's it's hard to say that you're wrong at, at all, yeah. especially about Jimmy Garoppolo, which factors into obviously what we talked about at the start of our show and how yeah. we'll wrap up the show, which is if you're gonna trade a first round pick number eleven or even at number twenty five or whatever. You have to know that he has a documented history of not only injury, but also of wilting down the stretch. But you know what? 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to counter my own argument. Brad Johnson, Trent Dilfer, Joe Flacco, also not those things. So, again, as long as you're going to win with defense and defense alone, go for it. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt about it. All right, that's going to put a wraps on this episode. We will get into Kyler Murray. We will get into the rest of the quarterback rumors, more on Dan yeah. Snyder and the divorce that seems to be evident between the NFL and Dan and the Washington Commanders throughout the week. I'll have a solo episode. David, I'll have a solo episode, and then we'll be – back together again before the week is out. Um, we want to thank you for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen each and every day. Come on back again for the next episode. I'll be solo. Uh, now make your second listen, the Locked On Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs at Locked On Bets. Hosted by your boy Q, expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. If you want to hop in via email, it's locked on Washington Commanders. Yeah, a little bit long, but that's okay. Locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com. Punch it in or do it like the voicemail did uh, with Hogskins 301 615 3577. That's 301 615 3577. Thanks again for joining us, Commanders fans. We're free and available on all platforms. For David Harrison, who's covering the Washington Commanders. For SI.com's foundation, I'm Chris Russell. One half of the Russell and Ben Hur show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. We'll be back with you right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.